I've done a tons of research and talked to many businesses. There's no one doing anything quite like I'm doing. And so I would love to bring in other people with great outgoing personalities that would love to, so we could, we could help more businesses um, or nonprofits thrive in the community. Hey everyone, Cole Turnbull with Coeur Advice Givers, where we interview Coeur business owners, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders to bring Coeur residents the best advice from our community's brightest minds. Today's guest has some incredible insights on life. She comes with a deep history of working with Boys and Girls Clubs all around the Northwest, once the Director of Operations with the Boys and Girls Club of Kootenai County, and recently started following her Greater's Life passion in helping nonprofits and businesses with fundraising. PR, and marketing, all while maintaining a balance in life that keeps a smile on her face. Apart from her business, she runs marathons, volunteers all over the place, teaches fitness classes, and still finds time to play on the lake. In a year's time, she's grown her business by 500% and is making a huge impact in our community. Please welcome Tabitha Wiltz of Core PR. Hi. 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 I'm excited. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, before we dive into core PR and your business, we're going to dig into you and, and le- learn a little bit more about Tabitha. So first of all, like how do, how do you do it all? You seem to be everywhere. Um, that's a great question. I wish I knew how I did it all. Um, I try to try to keep things balanced. Um, it's using my time wisely. You know what I mean? It's it's time management, but um, and I love to be involved with our community as much as possible. So um, it's finding ways I can connect my personal life and the community um, into one. Just like with my fitness classes, I'm still with the community and with um, people, but then it's also I'm working out. So it kind of it's kind of goes hand in hand. Favorite childhood pastime? Oh my gosh, um, man, these that's a good one. Um, pastime, I guess it'd be anything with, um, spending time with my family. I know it's, but it's, uh, I'm really close to my family and I have a couple brothers, a couple sisters, huge family. Um, so yeah, camping, you know, the whole North Idaho feel. Yeah. What's your claim to fame? Ooh, claim to fame. I actually, I dated a guy from ESPN. So he actually took me to a couple big games. I got to meet some um, for Villanova and some other teams. So, and I got the press release pass and everything. Who so was it? His name is Justin Kutcher, uh, and he works for Fox Sports now. Uh, He's play-by-play. I won't let him listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> if you only had, you know, being a fitness exercise, you know, expert. If you only had 30 minutes to exercise or work out, what would the basis of the workout be? Running. Run for 30 minutes? Oh, yeah. I If I need a quick run in, I get on tubs and I can run. 30 minutes, it's easy. You don't have to think. And it's actually the best way to not think. So clear your mind. Go-to restaurant. Right now is Bluebird, the Bluebird Alley. Yeah. Have you been to the Bluebird Alley? That's uh, down fourth. Right? Yeah, and so they yeah. added like an alley in there. Oh, I haven't been since it's, it's like alley this, now. And if you look on Facebook, um, I'm on their boomerang, so doing a cheers. Yeah, I love uh-huh. Bluebird. They're they're a fun place. You walk into a bar. What do you order? Champagne. What takes up too much of your time? 
uh, ooh, don't ask my husband this, but it would be social media. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty common. <laughs> What's a daily habit that you have that has a positive impact on your day? Uh, drinking water. The first thing I'm going to get up in the morning, I take two glasses of water before I start my coffee. Um, so that's start, start my day always with water. And if you could stand up right now and give a 30-minute presentation with no prep, what would the topic be? Ooh, um, I think it would be probably relationship building or running. I think anything with running or marathon training because that's all I can think about right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's uh, that. We'll start diving into your business now. So first of all, I mean, you have, you know, reading through your, your bio and your background and stuff, you have a long history of working with boys and girls clubs and, mm -hmm. you know, now you're involved with multiple different nonprofits and businesses around the community. But what got you involved with nonprofits in the first place? Like, was there like a moment in your life that was like, bam, this story, you know, is I want to do this or is it just something that, you know, you kind of just grew to love? It was actually a moment. I was working for Boys and Girls Club down in Clarkston, uh, Washington, and I got a part-time job there while I was working through college. And uh, I was a month in, and it was a month in. I remember it was in October, and this little boy came up to me, and he just um, he said, thank you so much for hanging out with me. And I didn't even think anything of it. I started really diving in, and I was making an impact on these kids by playing basketball. I was just shooting hoops with him, and no one else was going to play basketball with him. So I think that was a moment where I was like, I made an impact on this one kid by playing basketball. And it was like, if I can make an impact on one person, what can I make, do even more with more kids or more organizations? So that was at Boys and Girls Club, and then eight years working nonprofit with Boys and Girls Club. I mean, I was fully invested in making a difference. And so then... You worked, you know, grew at the Boys and Girls Club. You were the um, director of operations, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then you, you since moved on you right. know, from that position, and now you started your own business, mm -hmm. uh, core uh, PR. Mm -hmm. You want to share kind of how that happened? Yeah. So I was in a transition from I worked day-to-day -day with the kids, with the staff, with programs, with managing, you know, um, essentially a lot of college students or high school students. And so I was ready to kind of make an impact on a higher level. I love fundraising. I love those kind of things. And so um, I was kind of ready just to find something different. I love the Boys and Girls Club and love the kids. That was the best part. Um, but there's a lot of other things that came into it. And so um, I took kind of a year of like figuring out what I wanted to do next. And the year didn't, it didn't happen to a year. Um, my biggest thing is that I worked random jobs and I met people. That was the thing I was going to do is meet people, meet whoever I could. I worked at a coffee shop for a little while, a front desk at the gym and where I just wanted to meet and network with as many people as possible. Um, and then I got a job uh, with Appleway Chiropractic and they said, hey, we need someone to do kind of our marketing and outreach. And so I was like, this sounds fun. This is something I could do. And as soon as I did that, it was like a light bulb went off and I said, this is what I want to do. I want to work for multiple businesses and I also want to be able to impact nonprofits because I volunteer at nonprofits. So it was something I was like, I can manage multiple businesses by doing this. And so then it kind of snowballed and people found out what I was doing. They're like, can we hire you? So um, that's kind of how it, things kind of just changed. Yeah, so kind of one of those things that you were like doing and then it's just like, oh, there's a market. You exactly. Know? There's a market for this. Let me go follow this. Um, 
So what what do you learn about yourself in that year sabbatical that you took, you know, kind of between roles? I think it humbled me a lot. Um, it really made me um, appreciate people, time, um, even, you know, working at that coffee shop. It was a blast. I got to meet some amazing people, some amazing work with some amazing girls. Um, I worked at the gym, got to meet endless people. And that's how I decided I'm going to start teaching some classes too. Um, but I just really learned a lot about being humble and taking the time to build relationships with people. Um, I see these people that I've met out and they're like, Oh, what are you doing now? And they're so excited or I'm getting a business opportunity, um, with that. So it was really a time just to be humble and to just grow and learn as a person. Yeah. And I think the one thing I kind of take away from that is seems like, you know, the fear factor, you know, for most people is super high, right? Like Mm -hmm. I can't do that. Like, totally out of your comfort zone what like how do you you know what do you do or how do you overcome those fears or self-doubts that you know oh. of, of what you were setting out to do or doing yeah I think a lot of it is it, you come from a high role because I, I worked my way up to the director of operations so I worked as the staff I worked with the teens I worked with all this and I really worked my way up to a position where I thought I was going to be for a long time and so there was a lot of fear I was so fearful. And at one point I was like, what am I doing with my life? You know, the self-doubt where you go into a spun, you know, you spin and you're out of control and you're like, am I going to be doing this for the rest of life? And then, you know what I mean? You just really kind of go out of control with it. And so, um, yeah, there was a lot of fear to overcome, a lot of talking, a lot of like my family going, you're, it's going to be okay. You're, this is going to be a good thing. So, I mean, I, I had tons of self-doubt and I, um, I just didn't know what I wanted and where I wanted to be. And as soon as that first position opened up, it was like, this, this is it. So, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> it was hard. So do you have any like advice of, of people out there, you know, we all have it mm-hmm. like self-doubt, right? Like, do you have any advice to people to help them, you know, maybe overcome following right. their dream or their passion or, or what I think is, I mean, obviously I think you need to hustle and grind. I mean, and meeting people and, and being okay taking those low end jobs. I think at first it was kind of, that was part was hard for me. It was going, I used to be the director of operations. I used to do this. Now I'm working at a coffee shop, working in the front desk of the gym, working, you know, and these are all great jobs, mm-hmm. but from going from one level to the other and people actually being really mean to you, you know, like, cause you didn't get something right was really, really difficult. But I, 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 I had to keep pushing through. And so I, I, oh, I, I've told people that I've met that are kind of in some situations where they're wanting to start new businesses. But it's okay to take those jobs and make some money. But you need to don't, – don't let it discourage you. You have to push through and you have to keep grinding. And you also have to keep that goal in mind. There is something out there. Um, and just not to give up on it. I mean, I know it's hard to say that because we all can say, oh, don't give up on your dreams. Keep going for it. But it's okay to yell that. It's okay for people to, you know, say mean things to you. It makes you stronger. It's made me completely stronger. I mean, things people can say stuff to me now, and I, I'm like, cool. I'm I'm sorry. I don't have time to deal with that. I have a lot going on. So, so killing with, you know, I I know the one thing I've heard a lot and that I've really been working on, you know, is that people are upset. Like, acknowledge, you know, that you you know that they're upset, right? Acknowledge it. Don't hide it. Don't yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. I screwed up. You know, I can own it. Clearly, see your yeah. upset. Own it, and you know, go on. Um. So now you've taken. You know, you work a lot with the Children's Village, right. um, as well as you know numerous other nonprofits. What are 
kind of some of the um, things that you're seeing that you know you've implemented in in their businesses that are helping them grow? Um, I think one of the biggest things, and I, I, especially in this small of a community, is that some nonprofits think there's only a certain amount of money, and so they get a little like territorial. So there's only a thousand dollars, and so there isn't though. There's so much money out there. One thing we need to learn about nonprofits profits are partnering. We can actually get more grant money. We can get more funding, do fundraisers together, or even working together to write a grant. Um, so I know that's a big thing with nonprofits. So I've really dove into how can we as, as nonprofits partner together, um, especially with Children's Village, CASA, Family Promise, SIDS Foundation. We all have that common goal. And so like the SIDS Foundation will come in and do the sleeps classes for our staff so that if we have infants in there, they're, they know how to deal with that. So there's ways that we can help each other so we can help by getting more sleep. I mean, you know, there's different ways to partner with each other um, and just being in the community. I mean, as much as you can educate people on what you're doing. A lot of times people don't even know what the Children's Village does. I also work for a couple other places and I'll, they'll talk about like, yeah, what is that? What is it going on? As many times, if you're at dinner, if you have any time someone asks about it, t take the time to educate people because that's all they want. And a lot of times as donors, they don't have time to go reach out to nonprofits. But if I come to them and educate them, they're willing to write a check. So I think education and partnering has been super helpful for me with um, the nonprofits that I work with. And so what are, you know, diving deeper into that, what are kind of some of the the fundraisers, you know, there's this, you see in all these stand, you know, nonprofits, they always kind of seem to go about the same route with fundraisers, you know, right. like one a year auction, silent auction, you know, dinner or whatever, dress up, go out for the night. I know that you kind of come up with some other right ideas. I think um, getting creative is very key. We, like you said, how many, how many auctions have you gone to? How many silent auctions have we all gone to? Yes, they're great. We know we need them. Every nonprofit needs them. But I have challenged with me and my staff and even working with, um, I volunteer with a couple other nonprofits, is getting creative. How can we make some really cool events, especially for millennial group of people? Um, the millennial is such a huge group and they're kind of excited and they want to get involved, but they don't know where. So we are doing like cocktails for a cause. Um, this actually in September for the children's village. So it's a mixology event. We're teaching uh, with Justin Shoresman with the core group and the recording resort and the core group, our bartenders and servers, they're going to come in and do the whole night, teach how to make five signature cocktails. Northwest Specialty Hospital is doing a whole catering, heavy appetizers, and that's an event you would go to without a fundraiser. So I'm trying to figure out events that people would go to without it being a fundraiser. Add in the fundraiser piece, then they are, they're willing to pay a little extra more money, make it a little more fun, do a couple raffles. Um, and I think you're getting creative. But also is the education piece, doing events where you don't expect money. So we did an open house for the Children's Village last week. And um, it was great just to have people walk through the home, see where our infants sleep, see where our kids sleep, see where they play, see what they do day to day, meet the staff. Then the staff can tell their stories, some phenomenal stories that I don't even know how to communicate like they can. Um, so it was, is always doing events that you're not expecting money. And sometimes when you do those events, people do end up leaving, writing a check. So um, is creating, being a little more creative and then just those boring auctions. <laughs> yeah. Curious. I, I know, you know, like open houses, whatever, like how did, 
how do you draw people to come to an open house for nonprofit? Right. I mean, it, that's the biggest piece is getting, inviting people to come in. Um, so obviously you do a big push on social media, you know, you do your constant contact emails, but I think another piece is hand deliver, um, is that if you know someone that's, um, or our board, getting our board involved, giving them invite invitations. So they're handing to their friends, to donors, to potential new people is to get out there going and speaking in front of Rotary and Kiwanis and, you know, Kootenai County Young Professionals and getting them, getting stuff in their hands and, and personally invite. If you get personally invited, you're going to feel more obligated to go to if I'm like, hey, Cole, I really need you there. I want to show you what's going on. And I really sincere and I tell you that's how I feel. You're going to be like, man, Tabitha's now going to be waiting for me there. And I'll call you out. If you don't go, I'll be like, hey, we really missed you there. I think then it, it creates something like, oh, she really cares about me. She wants to see what we're doing, you know, what they're doing at the Children's Village. Yeah, a little bit more of that, you know, personal touch. I I know, like, every time I get, like, a handwritten, like, thank you card oh, yeah. or invitation or anything like that, I'm like, oh, they actually, you know, took took the time and the thought, you know, to to get this to me as opposed exactly. to, you know, I feel like we've kind of lost that almost as a society a bit, you know, with Facebook makes it so easy. Mm -hmm. Event, create the event. Oh, it's awesome. Do the invite. But then you kind of lose, you know, that that personal touch a little bit. Exactly. You know? Um, so what are some starting points that you think both nonprofits or businesses should focus on, you know, with their, uh, improving their PR, their marketing efforts? Uh, you know, kind of assessing where you're at. How much are you out in the community? How much are you doing? Where, where are you putting your efforts? Where, you know, and I do love the rotaries and Kiwanis I'm, I'm a Kiwani and like, I, I get the value of those. But sometimes you have to think outside the box of what groups you're reaching out to is to get, there's so many groups, there's so many networking things, there's so many events. Um, I also am the president for Bike CDA. And one thing we like to do is go to events and just hand out stickers. We're not there promoting us. We're just handing out stickers. Hey, have you heard about Bike CDA? And they're like, they get this cool sticker and they're like, what's Bike CDA? Hey, we give out bikes to kids. We provide bike lights for, you know, kids in the community, for Boys and Girls Club. Um, you know, we help promote safety, bike, bike safety. We give out free bikes to safe passage and to kids in the community. And so then they're like, wait, and I'll be like, Hey, and here's also my card. If you want to get more involved, I think is to think outside the box when you're out doing your networking and with your PR and any of those kind of things, um, is to challenge groups to like, how are we going to get outside the box? Who are we going to reach besides even with the businesses? Um, you know, when I sit down with you know, Cosmic Cowboy team, um, they're one of my favorite groups to work with is because they love to think outside the box. And every time I bring a new idea, they're like, okay, let's make this work. How are we going to do this? And so it's been really, re I mean, they're phenomenal um, to work with because they're excited about new creative ideas. And I think that's how we have to be different because everyone does the Facebook, you know, invites or the easy stuff. How do you think, how do you get outside of that and think of new things? So I think seeing where you're at and then going from there and seeing how can we be creative um, and see what else other people are doing. Yeah, and so, you know, you were, we were talking before we went on the interview yeah. of, you know, Cosmic Cowboy and kind of how you've come in and gotten them, you know, their business, right? Yeah. Awesome local restaurant, and you come in, and they're involved heavily in nonprofits and fundraising right. and that sort of thing. Like, what kind of, you know, what have you done, and, and what kind of are the results that, you know, you guys have seen from that? So we, um, we do a few, um, we've done a few events where we like help, uh, we donate food 
to, let's just say, a couple of local races. We've done that too, which is really great. Like the Race the River, Corte Fondo, we're providing volunteer food, but then we're also giving out freebies. Um, but we also, when we when I first started, we decided, how are we going to help the nonprofits without getting asked a million times? Hey, can we get a gift card? Hey, can we get free stuff? Like, what can we do different than just giving out of, you know, to an auction? Because great, we can give a gift mm-hmm. card to a silent auction that, you know, makes them a couple hundred bucks. Or can we do a point where we have a whole evening just about that nonprofit, where we focus on them, we can share the event, they can share it, and they can bring in new people. It's helping two people. It's helping the nonprofit, obviously, make money. So, you know, we make a certain amount of money. They get 10%. Um, so we've chose 12 different nonprofits, each one for the, um, for, um, the whole month, the year of 2018. And then um, if they get past our regular points, we have a point of sale, like whatever our sales are usually Tuesday nights, if they go above and beyond, we'll, we'll kick in a little extra so that it's, you know, worth them. And then it's also great for us because every nonprofit has a different following or a different group of people. So we're bringing in brand new customers that maybe, um, you know, last night with Casa, there's probably some people that have never eaten there, but on their board, they wanted to come support Casa. So they, it's a great way for both of us to, um, you know, raise money and to get new people in our doors. Yeah, and so you they've seen, you you know, you believe that they've seen a steady uptick yes. probably of business, right? From mm-hmm. being conscious capitalists, as you could call it, to, yep. you know, <laughs> um, bringing in people off, you know, the good and then providing, you know, something on that back end where, you know, if you go there and you have an awesome meal, you're probably going to go back. Exactly. Especially a place like that where it's like... It's very unique. So know, different, yeah. It's very unique. They got great, you know, health, you know, healthy choices as well as right. beer. Oh know. yeah. So if you're waiting for your food <laughs> and you can order right from your phone now, it makes it really easy. Yeah. And then we also started doing catering. So I've been out in the community, taking, driving to these businesses, bringing in chocolate chip fresh cookies, and talking about our catering because now we do a whole nother catering side. So that part's been really fun too. And I think that I've kind of taken a big role in the PR of actually getting in and talking to our office managers, talking to people that order food all the time. And I'm sorry, I haven't bring any cookies. So that's all right. You're on my list. I don't really need any cookies, <laughs> but <laughs> um, so what are some of the biggest mistakes you see nonprofits and or companies making or not making when it comes to public relations or marketing? Uh, mistakes. Um, I, you know, I think it is, it's unfortunately some people don't want to change and that's, that's the hugest downfall. I think with companies, um, and nonprofits with a company, um, let's use cosmic cowboy. I mean, Steve is, you know, the owner is phenomenal and he is willing to try something new if that's going to help his business and he's willing to change. I mean, obviously you've seen different role, uh, remodels there which has been awesome. He saw that there was a need for a little bar, a waiting place, why people wait for their to-go orders, which now his alcohol sales are higher, things like that. And he's willing to change. Um, Same with nonprofits. If if you're not willing to change and stay up with the times and do video, do Facebook lives, do where you're out, people want to see that video. We all know that they want that video. They want quick information in their hands. And if you're a nonprofit that's not willing to step up and keep your Facebook up to date and be out in these new events, be at the groundbreakings at other places and partnering with different um, nonprofits, then you're, you're just going to stay at the same. And if you want to be with everybody else, you gotta, you got to be willing to change and kind of grow with the time. And so 
kind of piggybacking off that, I'm sure when you started, you know, in your business, right, before you really had anyone, Mm -hmm. you probably had a vision of what you thought that your business was going to look like. Oh, yeah. What is, does it look like what you thought it was going to look like? Or is it, you, have you had to pivot and make, you know, what adjustments have you had to make? Yeah, and it's fine tuning. I'm still in the middle of that. I'm like, oh boy, I've got myself where um, I've actually had to turn people down because I don't have time. And if I'm going to commit to a business organization, um, whatever it may be, I want to be able to give them my time and energy. Um, so I have had those points where I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. I can, and I'll over overcommit. And I'm like, whoa, I need to stop and think, can I really give them the time and energy for what they're paying me? Because I want, I, I want them to t- say good things about me as well and to feel good and know that I've done my job well. So it is. It's trying to figure out how much can I handle on my plate. Um, yeah, and it's totally growing and changing each time. I'm like, whoa, this is completely different. I had someone come and they just want me to help them get sponsorships for their event, um, which is, you know, and then I get a profit of like their sale or their of their sponsorship. Um, but is it worth my time? So it's realizing where does my time, and then also I, I don't want to overcommit and have five restaurants that I'm, um, that I'm really f- focusing mm-hmm. on. Um, with nonprofits, it's different because you can kind of partner, but I don't want to be like, oh, I'm going to represent five different restaurants and they're all just like Cosmic Cowboy. Yeah. I don't think that's fair. So um, it's making sure that I'm, you know, and being respectful to all of my clients. Yeah, kind of diversify a little bit and not, you know, it's hard to it's hard to partner with a restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're all trying. Right. They're all looking for the same. Especially when winter comes, we all know how things change around here. Yeah. Um, so if you could go back, you know, to before you started core PR, what advice would you give yourself? Um, to not worry about um, what's going to happen. I think that was my biggest thing is that I was really worried, um, especially like in that time. I was stressing that I didn't think anything was going to happen. I didn't know where I was going to be, that it was okay to just be for a little bit. I think that, and that everything will work out. I mean, I, I thought I was going to be working for boys and girls club for the rest of my life. I maybe thought I'd move up in the national organization. I was like, it's all boys and girls club. And so I, I needed to be okay with change too. And that it's okay that things change and I'm not where I thought I was going to be. Um, so yeah, I think, that would be a huge piece. And then I want to kind of revert back to that first question I asked oh, you. Oh, geez. Now I don't remember. Rapid fire. <laughs> I'll, I'll remind you. It was the how do you do it all question, right? Like time. Mm-hmm. Time management. Like you're involved with so much stuff. Do you have advice for time management? Like how, how do you keep track of, you know, growing business, nonprofits, business, you know, working out, all Everything that you do, like, do you have a system or? I do, and I use, um, I use sticky notes. I love sticky notes. They're on my mirror. I know it's silly, but like affirmation. I've got all of like the things, my goals, things I need to focus on. Not what to do, but just those goals. It reminds me when I'm brushing my teeth, when I'm getting ready in the morning. These are my goals, and I need to reset. But I am an old school. I use an old school paper planner. It has everything color coded. It has where I need to be my workouts when I have like a break time where I can go to a coffee shop and maybe work on some like in between stuff. But I, I live by my planner and it's color coded where I'm at, where I need to be. So in that planner, do you go, you know, every hour of the day, this is what Mm -hmm. each hour of my day looks like. Yep. 
And I, then I also, after a meeting with you, if I had a meeting with you, I would put, if I had something really important I needed to remember, um, this helps me with my donor relations too, is like I meet with you and your potential donor and you talked about your daughter and your dog's, have your daughter's birthday is coming up and I would write that down there. So if I remembered, I would maybe even write a letter, hope your daughter's birthday went well. Um, and I'm an old school with thank you cards too. Um, so I love to like check up on people and those things. So I keep my notes in there. So if I ever lost that paper planner, <laughs> I might lose my mind. <laughs> like somebody's going to pay. <laughs> I, le- I left it in my girlfriend's car and I called her. I was like, have you seen my planner? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, I need it now. And she's like, it's Sunday. <laughs> I'm like, no, I need it. <laughs> no, I need it. I'm lost. Without <laughs> I don't it. know where to go. Um, you know, we've talked about all the, you know, the good stuff and, and the s- successes that you've had and all that. What have been some of the challenges that you've had, you know, come your way since you started? Uh, since I started this, uh, I think time management is hard. I think um, is managing my personal life too. My husband's got the brunt of it because he's like, I haven't even seen you. I'm like, yeah, you do. You see me in the mornings? No, he's like, I haven't actually seen you. So that's been a struggle for me is like being being able to remove myself from my social media, from my phone calls, from my emails, from my checking up on things. That has been a, str- it's a struggle on a personal life. Even my family, making time to see my mom. Usually my mom and I are together all the time. And I'm like, I haven't seen her in like three weeks. So that has been a struggle for me to be able to balance that personal, personal life because I'm also training for races and doing those things. Um, so yeah, that's been a real hard struggle um, to keeping that personal stuff, making how important, because that family is important to me. Yeah. So. Do you have a plan on fixing that? Well, um, actually, I'm doing a 50K race uh, September or August 31st, and after that I am taking a break from races until the spring to kind of take a deep breath, get back on track, focus on my business, and just my personal life. Nice. And if you could get one message out to the community, what would it be? Um, about my business. About your business, about yourself, Um, about just any message that might be beneficial. I think to be, be very genuine when building relationships with, for your business, for your personal life, um, and for like nonprofits too. I think sometimes we're not very genuine and, um, there's so many times, here's a business card, give me a call. Mm -hmm. You know, how many business cards do we have? Um, I have right. zero because I throw them in the garbage. Right? Yeah. I have a binder of mine. But <laughs> <laughs> so I have a binder of all the time. But is that it's so ungenuine. And so I want to connect with someone. And so I, I pride myself in actually connecting with people, building those relationships. Um, I end up, some of these people I work with now are some of my really good friends. I Some of them become my mentors. Um, so I think is to be genuine and build relationships um, for more than just your business you know, how you can help other people too. Yeah. And so where do you see yourself and or your business in three to five years? I would love to have a PR empire of um, bring along other strong females or males um, to do kind of the same stuff I'm doing to partner with me so that we can reach more businesses. I've done a tons of research and talked to many businesses. There's no one doing anything quite like I'm doing. And so I would love to bring in other people with great outgoing personalities that would love to, so we could, we could help more businesses um, or nonprofits thrive in the community. Awesome. And is there, that wraps it up for my question. All right. So, I mean, if there's anything else that, that you want to touch, touch on or, 
you know, that you feel is important that we missed? I don't think so. Fire Um, away. How can people find, how can people find you, find more Right now, I'm just on social media. I I mean, I've, that's the thing is, is I've been growing so fast that I haven't had time to stop and be like, everyone's like, where's your website? Where's this? And I'm like, oh, that'll, I guess I need to do that. And so those are another things that piece I need to work on is because I just started to grow so fast. And I also probably, it's probably made a downfall. I need to stop and work on those small branding pieces and those things that people can find me. And, um, but yeah, I'm on social media and those kind of things or reach me through, um, any of the businesses that I work with. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I hear you, right? Like you start going down this path <laughs> and you can like, fall so deep into that rabbit hole that you're Mm -hmm. like, man, this doesn't happen because there's only one of me. Exactly. You know? And so, yeah, you have to make, you know, your sacrifices and everything. And, and ultimately, you know, we look uh, forward to seeing you and your, your business grow and keep up the good work with uh, helping the local nonprofits and businesses get their message out. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks, Tabitha. Thank you.